Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey, welcome to Real Presence Live here on a Monday morning. We are live at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. My name is Karen Gibis, and I am your co-host along with Father Brian. Brian Christensen. Father, welcome to... Good morning, Karen, and good morning to our listening audience. It's great to be with you today. Well, and thank you so much for letting us use your office. If if only you knew, listeners, we are lounging on the couches right now. Lounging on the couches, but uh, turning the air conditioner down because it sounds like a freight train in the background. I did. It sounded like, Eli said it sounded like an elevator mechanic room. Are you guys broadcasting from an elevator mechanical room? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Father, do you want to start us out today on the Feast of St. Lawrence with yeah, a great today's prayer. a great, yeah, today is uh, the Feast of St. Lawrence. Um, he was a deacon of the early church, um, martyred in uh, 258, uh, and um, yeah, just a great model uh, for us of uh, Christian witness, Christian service, um, and a great intercessor. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving God and Father, we thank you for the blessings of this new day. As we rise, <laughs> each heartbeat, each breath is a gift from you. Help us to seize this day for your glory and the salvation of souls through the example and the intercession of St. Lawrence, deacon and martyr. We ask you to serve you with our whole heart, mind, body, and soul, that we may give our lives um, fruitfully, effectively, joyfully for the cause of your kingdom, with love for you and for our brothers and sisters, especially the most vulnerable. We pray for those who are struggling today, that our words of encouragement our voice, um, echoing the voice of your Son, may you bring hope uh, and peace to their lives and inspire them to live more committed lives in Christ. We ask the intercession of St. Lawrence, our uh, patron saints, that our guardian angels may intercede for us today. And we ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. So, uh, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? You yeah. know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, we were supposed to take last week uh, 12 of our uh, high school kids to a camp down in Covecrest, Georgia, um, part of the Life Teen um, circle of camps, um, really cultivating leaders among our high school students. But uh, a pandemic arose and they canceled that a uh, couple did weeks it, out. Did it just come out of nowhere? You Seemingly know? out of nowhere. And so what we did, we ended up um, going up to the Black Hills, uh, uh, northern Black Hills outside of Deadwood. A wonderful little uh, spot that some of our parishioners have there. We had a, a three-day camp for our kids uh, up there, oh, that's and beautiful. it was fantastic. You know, we set up a an old, very old uh, shed that was used for snowmobiles in the day, cleaned it out, and turned it into our chapel where we had daily mass, we had adoration. Every morning we had Lexio with our students. Uh, it was a really a fantastic uh, three days, and I think. Really fruitful for our young people as well. I mean, I know I enjoyed it myself. Well, it's always great when you can I, touch base with the future church and the leaders in the church and the parents of the church I mean, that, and reach them in an environment that is welcoming and all that. So 
That sounds like fun. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I have to say, we had a huge storm come through on Thursday night. I was just going to ask about night. the weather. <laughs> huge storm came on Thursday night. And um, while we were getting ready to do this kind of Eucharistic procession and adoration, we were moving towards the chapel, and this wind whipped up just out of nowhere. It's kind of a microburst, I think they call it. <laughs> yeah. And this tree, about 50 feet tall, came just twisting off the hill and crashed right between the chapel um, and the place where we were residing. So all the all the kids looked at me and I was like, what? I don't think that's a sign that we shouldn't pray. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, <laughs> I think that's the enemy trying to get us not to pray. So was, we're going to pray. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that you could be like, okay, God's telling you to take shelter, but it could also be that the devil is trying to exactly. intimidate so it was you away. a very intense hour of prayer after that. You know, that, that was probably what at least a handful of those kids needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a near brush with death, a maybe? A near brush, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a tree? A near brush with a tree? <laughs> yeah, it always is great when you can reach, um, take a moment from the busyness of life, especially with kids who are bombarded day in and day out with the world well it's yeah i mean it's interesting to see just the transformation they don't know what to expect what are we going to do here on this church event yeah and we're going to pray yeah (laughs) over time you know um, we took them up to rubay lake also and some time on the kayaks that people had to lend uh, lent to us and um, it was just a beautiful overall thing but to watch them open up to watch them enter into um, an experience of God, both in nature and in the life of prayer and the sacramental life, really beautiful. I mean, I sat out, this family has a beautiful statue of Mary in the middle of their yard up there mm-hmm. in the hills. And so I sat uh, with Mary there and, and heard confessions, you know, oh, Friday uh, afternoon. And um, one after another just came forward to, to share in God's yeah. mercy. So, yeah, That's it was a great beautiful. time. It was good. It, it wasn't Georgia. But, but the but. humidity was about 60% less than I think the That's forecasted good. in Covecrest, Georgia. That's good. Well, and, you know, I think this would perfect lead into moving into our, our first interview of the day. Um, the promo for this one was forging ahead to promote life during COVID-19. And I th- you guys were forging ahead no we matter what forging, came in your way. We were forging ahead into the storms <laughs> of life and uh, facing those. Yeah, we have Diane Ainge with us today. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the show. Good to have you <laughs> with you. us. Uh, tell nice us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I was originally born and raised in Wisconsin and got my education there. Uh, moved to South Dakota in 1970 with my husband. Um, worked for many years in various areas of nursing and I'm now retired I got tired, and so I retired. Uh, <laughs> my husband and I have been married for over 50 years. Congratulations. How, thank beautiful. You. How beautiful. And he, is, he has Alzheimer's, and so he's now in a nursing home. Right. Uh, so there have been challenges presented with that. We adopted three children, and uh, currently we only have one who's still alive. Um, uh, we, um, I've been active in various pro-life groups um, probably all my life. Um, Because I've always believed that we are blessed with individuals, blessed with babies, and that God is creating each of us in his own image and likeness, and he has a definite purpose for each of us. And there are very different purposes. They're not necessarily what, what we would 
uh, think they're going to accomplish or do or anything like that, but but well, we're created. When 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 you when did you first like get an active kind of public role in pro life? I mean, as a, as a Catholic young woman and, and having a, a disposition towards life, and what? How did it? How did it first say like Yeah, I am going to get formally involved in this. Well, I've been involved in different pro life groups. Um, not necessarily like right to life. I was involved because our daughter was mentally handicapped, okay. profoundly mentally handicapped, and she had autism and was very hyperactive. Sure. I was involved with family groups or for the uh, the mentally handicapped. Um, so I was in, involved. So they began kind of as a support group that you were in, or were they advocacy, or did um, develop in that way? Both. Uh, they were parent parental groups generally it started with. But then... Uh, advocacy groups. Um, I worked at one time at uh, a facility where I could go around the state and talk about fetal alcohol syndrome because that's what our daughter had. Okay. And so it was um, my jobs and my family and my interests. Um, in in school, I went to both uh, Holy Family ca- uh, Nursing School, Hospital Nursing School, and we would, it was taught by the Franciscans. And then I went to Marquette, and there, you know, we would work with youth groups and things like that. So there's always been an interest. So as and, you look back, I mean, you can see the finger oh, of yeah, God okay. oh, through yes. all of this. Like, oh, heavens, yes. This experience moved your heart and mind and even your professional career to that right. you were in a place, sounds like, to be able to advocate in a way that many others could not. Right. And, and it, uh, you know, looking back, you can see how God has, has touched various areas of my life and how, how this is a preparation for that. Something uh, I used to, in high school, I was a very quiet, introverted type of person and would never talk in public. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, but Yet I did some of these things which would help me, you know, like in home ec, doing demonstrations. Um, you know, things that kind of forced you mm-hmm. to talk and, and gradually develop some of these skills. And now I enjoy it. And now people can't shut me up. But yeah, anyway. no, that, I mean, I, I do <laughs> think uh, as, we get to, as we get on with some of your current efforts with regard to pro-life in this uh, really challenging times of COVID-19, I just think it's really good to see that. God puts us in places and allows us and invites us and um, and really equips us in those moments to to do what He asks us to do that we would never mm-hmm. imagine um, doing. But here you are, and uh, a great spokesman, spokesperson mm-hmm. for for pro life causes. Um, tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing now. What are you involved with here in Rapid City? Well, um, I. I had been uh, president of the Rapid City Right to Life chapter uh, up to a year ago, and now I work with their activities and try to line up things for us to do. And, of course, with with COVID, it, a lot of our events were kind of canceled. But we still try to do things, um, like for Mother's Day and Father's Day, we gave out cards uh, and, and flowers for the mothers so that we could thank them for their motherhood. Um, we're, we've got a number of activities coming up. Uh, we do a newsletter uh, every about every two to three months. We do a newsletter, and we send it to anyone who's basically interested in the pro-life activities and such. Um, and we try to make it not only talking about activities, but educational as well, so that people will get some little different hints of things. 
Um, we have a little lending library that we have that people can borrow things. Uh, we have given out flyers for church bulletins um, to any of the churches that will accept them. Uh, right now, this starting today, starting just a little bit ago, uh, we started collecting things at Blessed Sacrament Church because we're going to have a huge community garage sale on Saturday. Oh, wow. Next Saturday, that is? This or? coming Saturday. Oh, this coming Saturday. So today, so tomorrow, the 15th, huh? today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, we're collecting things, and we're welcoming donations from anyone as long as they're in good condition. So they should, so they should bring them over to Blessed Sacrament Church uh, between, here in Rapid City. Between 8 and 4. 8 and 4. Today, today tomorrow, and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. and, and then what's going to happen? And then the set sale. Uh-huh. So we set up on Thursday, and on Friday... The sale is from 6 until 5, 6 a.m. till 5 p.m., and then on Saturday from 6 a.m. till 3 p.m. Wonderful. And if it's any indication of what we're going to have, I, I've been storing some things for people. And we've got everything from soup to nuts. We've got tools. We have a wonderful five-burner gas, uh, five gas grill. We have, we have red hat uh, stuff. This we is Real <laughs> Presence Radio Marketplace now we got going on here. You've got to get out to Blessed Sacrament this weekend. Okay. Oh, some really good books. Oh. Diane, so uh, we're talking with Diane Ainge, who is involved in pro-life activities here in uh, South Dakota, and specifically in uh, western South Dakota in the Rapid City area, and she is just talking about this wonderful fundraiser that's coming. Where are the, how will those funds be used? What, what is the? We're we're doing it with the uh, with the Blessed Sacrament Pro Life Committee, and so um, we're working together, and we're going to split the funds. Uh, ours is used for educational types of things. Like we'll be at the fair next week and doing that's the Central States uh, Fair. The Central here States in Fair in, in here in Rapid, and you know we'll we always welcome people to come and help us. Um, and so we always give out things. Uh, we use it for different educational places. Um, the Blessed Sacrament Pro Life Committee has a mass said every day of the year somewhere in our diocese for pro-life. And so they have the mass stipends. Uh, they do a lot of educational types of things with the students at Blessed Sacrament, church bulletins and things like that. Um, and so our funds are all used within our communities, and that's nice. Um, as I said, the next thing, next big thing we'll have then is next weekend is the Central States Fair from the 21st to the 29th, and we have a booth there. That's always so much fun to work there because we um, we play games and we ask questions, and um, people um, if they if they answer correctly, they get a prize. Um, and we, we cheat. We have the answers on the back of the questions so that, so that if you've not played the game before, you know the answers. And then we have the information out so that if people want to learn more about that particular subject, we've got pamphlets. Information on what? What would the booth look like? If I walked up to the Central States Fair and I saw Diane there at her pro-life booth, what, what would I see? We're kind of messy. Um, we, we, we are. We're not, we're not all confined and everything. We have our babies. Uh, different babies. We have at least four of the ones that people can hold, and then we have the itty-bitty babies starting at uh, just a few days Kind a few of the weeks. models of the in all utero. All the models, right. And they can pick those up, all the bigger ones they can pick up. Right. And, it's, and the kids really like holding the babies. And mm -hmm. last year we had a, a grandma whose daughter had just had a baby premature, and uh, they 
they live someplace else and they weren't going to get to see the baby. And we happened to have a model that was the right size. Oh. So she took the model to see her, her husband and they got to hold the baby so they knew how much the baby weighed and looked oh, and everything beautiful. else. She was so excited. <laughs> and um, so we give out the little babies for anybody. Sometimes moms want them because they maybe had a miscarriage or people may want them because they want it to be reminded that they do the spiritual adoption prayer every day. And of course, little kids like to see what the baby looks like and hold it and put the blanket on and play with it. So what's your experience? You know, you're out, you're out in a very public venue, a secular venue of the central States fair. Um, I suppose lots of interest, as you're saying, Mm -hmm. um, any agitation or tensions that come up while you're there at the booth? People who are not pro-life tend to look down the aisle, see that we're there they turn the other way and either look at the other side of the aisle or they don't come down the aisle. Um, but no, we've not really had, um, you know, some, some people who maybe aren't necessarily pro-life uh, will still come and look at the babies mm-hmm. and maybe want to hold the babies. And if, if they're walking by, we'll give them a bag. And in the bag, we, they can carry things in there uh, that they might carry, be carrying around. Uh-huh. But we'll also have some pro-life stuff in there just... They can do with it as they wish in order to. Thank you so much, Diane, for sharing all of the things that you've been doing to help the pro-life movement, especially in our area, but maybe you've inspired someone else to step outside of their comfort zone today. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Well, up next, get a sneak peek at a fun golfing event coming up in the Rapid City Diocese. And later, he went from a comfortable life in the secular world to working for the church. Stay tuned to learn more here on Real Presence Live, I'm Karen Gibas along with Father Brian Christensen, and we are live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota.